I'm Amanda Shires, and welcome back to Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song. Dance Me to the End of Love by Leonard Cohen. A classic song of his originally released on his 1984 album, Various Positions. Well, sort of. When he recorded Various Positions, he brought in John Lissauer, who is an incredible arranger and composer in his own right. And he had worked with Leonard years before. And they thought they had a big hit on their hands. And as John Lissauer says in the movie, boy, was I wrong. They brought it into the then head of Columbia Records, Walter Yetnikoff, and Walter hated the album. Ratso explains. Leonard told me the whole story of uh, um, bringing the album up and playing it for Yetnikoff and uh, the famous line where after listening to the album, Yetnikoff turns to Leonard and says, well, Leonard, we know you're great, but we don't know if you're any good. And then he just decides to not release the album in the United States and just to capitalize on Leonard's uh, uh, popularity in Europe and in Canada where they can make much more money. And it's a you know, typical uh, dumb record business executive move. I think in the movie you'll see Clive Davis comment, you know, who does that? You, you paid money for a record while you're not even release it. So, um, so Leonard was upset by that. So for the time being, as far as Hallelujah was concerned, that was it. Or was it? They did release the record. They found some tiny uh, company based in New Jersey to print some copies of the record and release it. At that point, the song had to more or less um, find its way out into the world on its own. And I think it was just little bit by little bit. Leonard's following albums, I'm Your Man and The Future, came closer to the hopes his record label had for crossover success. Between those two releases, a tribute album was planned, and Ratso helped with some ideas. Now, I, at the time, was working with John Cale from the Velvet Underground, so I suggested Cale. Then Cale and I went to a show, and that's where John heard Hallelujah for the first time, and uh, it flipped him out. He changed Hallelujah completely. It's not the version that's on the album. So and he made it much more secular and less Old Testament-y. So I said to John, you should combine both elements of the sacred and the profane. And uh, so John called up Leonard's manager. And I was at his house when we hear the clicking of the fax machine. And we, we hear the pages flying off. <laughs> they had sent him like something like 40 verses from Hallelujah. And John then picked out to his mind the best five. And he then, I think, did the masterful uh, cover of Hallelujah. I heard there was a secret chord that David played and Hallelujah, John Cale, from his live album, Fragments of a Rainy Season. John Cale's template for the song made its way to a young singer-songwriter named Jeff Buckley. Here's a taste of Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah, live at Café Chenet in the summer of 1993. 
And she tied you to her kitchen chair She broke your throne and she cut your hair And from your lips she drew When he cut the track for his debut album, Grace, the studio version was just as sparse and haunting. Well, baby, I've been here before I've seen this room and I've walked this floor, you know In 2001, another developing artist, singer-songwriter Rufus Wainwright, was approached to record it for an animated film. I was on DreamWorks Records, and DreamWorks was also making the movie Shrek. So I recut John Cale's version in the studio, assuming that it would be in the movie. But then they came back to us, and they said, unfortunately, the filmmakers have decided to keep John Cale's version in because I thought his voice matched matched Shrek more. (laughs) Welsh, sour (laughs) quality, which I could see would work better with Shrek than my gorgeous, you know, 22-year-old tenor. All I ever learned from love is how to shoot at someone who outdrew you. From there, the song became a juggernaut. People heard the song in movies and TV dramas and had to have it right away. It was the era of iTunes downloads, and instant gratification was just a click away. Hallelujah soon moved from must-have to must-sing by artists all over the spectrum, from reality show competitors to major stars like Eric Church, K.D. Lang, and Brandi Carlile. As Brandy Carlisle says in the film, you know, a good song um, becomes this entity into itself. Um, you know, it it's becomes bigger than the artist who who created it, um, and it goes out into the world. And as she said, you know, Hallelujah has almost become like its own person now. The Hallelujah film also touches on the bittersweet epilogue to Leonard Cohen's journey. He was soon devastated to learn that his business manager who was also a trusted family friend, stole most of his life savings. And once again, the unexpected happened. For some financial reasons, I was forced to go back on the road uh, to repair the fortunes of, of my family and myself. The tour was such a rousing success, both financially and spiritually, that he stayed on the road for another five years. And this was a most fortunate uh, uh, happenstance because I was able to connect one thing with living musicians because I, I was working at home just on keyboards and my own guitar. Suddenly I was dealing with living musicians and then with living audiences. And, and yes, it did have a great, a great effect and I think it, it warmed some part of my heart that had taken on a chill. Leonard Cohen performing Hallelujah live at the Glastonbury Festival in 2008. This previously unreleased recording, along with other Leonard Cohen tracks heard in this program, are available on the Columbia Legacy release, Hallelujah, and songs from his albums. This radio program is produced by Andy Kahn, Eric Mulk, and Paul Chufo for True Tone Media Group and Joyride Media, with assistance in engineering from Diana Walsh. Special thanks go out to Carmelo Perone, Tom Bernard, Jillian Burrs, K. 
Caitlin Chu, and Allison Mackey at Sony Pictures Classics, Greg Lynn and Karen Hanlon at Legacy Recordings, and Lisa Barber-Reese and Joy Collingborn at So What Management. The film Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song, is directed by Dan Geller and Dana Goldfein and distributed by Sony Pictures Classics. More details on the film can be found online at tickets.hallelujahfilm.com. And once again, I'm Amanda Shires. Well, thank you very much. Leonard Cohen, everybody. This program is produced by Andy Kahn, Eric Molk, and Paul Chufo for True Tone Media Group and Joyride Media, with assistance in engineering from Diana Walsh. Special thanks go out to Carmelo Perone, Tom Bernard, Jillian Burrs, Caitlin Chu, and Allison Mackey at Sony Pictures Classics, Greg Lynn and Karen Hanlon at Legacy Recordings, and Lisa Barber-Reese and Joy Collingborn at So What Management. The film Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song, is directed by Dan Geller and Dana Goldfein and distributed by Sony Pictures Classics. More details on the film can be found online at tickets.hallelujahfilm.com. I'm Amanda Shires.